We are back, ladies and gentlemen. What is going on? What's happening? Y'all, it is another, another, another great episode of Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers, and I am him. He is me, the bad boy of paranormal himself, DJ Dalen, the love machine. Okay, okay, okay. My man has a new intro for y'all, but it is still Juwan and only the paranormal poppy here. And I am, you know, your man, the Marcus Harvey, y'all. And today's story is all about a haunted theater, plus our guests, Sheree and Trent, the podcast host of A Nightmare on Fear Street. Oh, this is going to be an action pack. You might not be lying, good sir. Let's take it away, Marcus. All right. Fellas, we're taking this one all the way to Chicago, Chi-Town, Victory Gardens Theater. But first, let's get into some history, all right? It was first built in 1914. People went there to watch movies. Now it's mainly used for theater productions. The sad part is that Victory Gardens Theater is closed right now. But we got to talk about the activity that they got going on in there. Man, what kind of spirits are you talking about? I'm talking about these spirits of theater goers still wanting to catch a movie. And something big happened here in the 1930s. Wait. I think I might know, because I'm a huge fan of a certain person. But go ahead, keep going, keep going. Okay, 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 okay. A man on the run from the law got shot by the police in the alley behind the theater. And they say his spirit still haunts the place to this day. To this day! Okay, okay, this is exactly who I thought it was. I'm excited about this one, man. All right, okay. And y'all, this is a real story. FBI's Got it up on their website, y'all. I mean... Hey, that mean this dude is a gangster. Certified gangster. If he is on the FBI's website... Yeah. Because I know two other people on there. Okay, don't, you do. Don't do it. You snitching if you say it. My bad, my bad. You snitching if you say it. Don't do it. We want to hear who you talk about, Marcus. I'm talking about <laughs> John Dillinger. Ooh, okay, Big John. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Big John. Yeah, John born in Indianapolis in 1903. Had trouble with the law as a teenager. Went into the Navy, but got into trouble and left. All right, okay. So this story's going left early. <laughs> Same thing I was thinking, Big Doc. Yeah. Look, I've been a huge fan mm-hmm. of, like, John Dillinger and all the gangsters, right? Mm-hmm. I did not know John Dillinger was in the military. Oh, yeah, man. Because after the Navy, Dillinger couldn't find work, so he decided to rob a grocery store with a friend. And let me guess. Didn't end too well. They got caught? Ding, 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 ding. Yep, got caught red-handed, him and his friend. I'm talking about they got time on their hands. Are you serious? Look, man, that man go and fight for this country, and he just trying to eat, so he steals from a store. So tell me what happens to him. Mr. Dillinger, his pop said to him, man, plead guilty, and you'll get a lesser charge. My man ended up doing nine whole years behind <laughs> bars. See, this is when you don't listen to your daddy. That's disrespectful. Because your daddy ain't no lawyer. I know he was mad. Report says when he got parole after eight, years i'm talking about like eight and a half my man went and tore up the midwest i mean boy robbed mad places with his friends killed a few police officers along the way and got arrested one time but escaped from prison and that was supposed to be like escape proof okay okay wait 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 we actually investigated that prison. We did. We you did. Remember that? We did. In Indianapolis. In Indianapolis. Yes, we did. We spent some time up there. We did an event out there, and we investigated. We saw the jail cell that they kept yep. him in. We saw where he escaped from. 
Bro, that place is crazy, honey. Yeah. And it's actually like, bro, it's small corridors. It's real dark alley. It's like yeah. dark hallways. The jail cells aren't that big. It's like a real, it's almost intimate. <laughs> so, all right. So then what, what happened? So, what happened you know, man gets away. You know, he gets away in the sheriff's car, right? Mm. And so they reward this man with slapping him with what the FBI likes to call public enemy number one. Ooh. Number one, baby. So yeah, they if you got that one. title back then, yeah, if they, you were labeled public enemy number one back then, that means like literally all eyes was on you. What's it like now? Like if you got public enemy back then, what it would be like now? America's most wanted. Yeah, it went on America's Most Wanted, number one. These folks on your ass. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. So, Buddy actually was running for years. Supposedly, a Romanian woman offered to give the police some info. So, she's going to snitch, right? In exchange for some cash and to stay in the country because she was about to be deported. Hmm, this is where the story start to get a little spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, they agreed. And she said, we're going to go to the movies tonight. I'll be in an orange dress, and you can spot me. You know that boy. You, what what you think he did? Listen, man. If he anything like me. <laughs> he was in an orange suit. <laughs> he was wearing some sweatpants. <laughs> or were they slacks? <laughs> no, he was wearing some sweatpants. <laughs> he was ready. He was ready. He was ready. <laughs> and I'll tell you what else was ready. <laughs> well, them agents, because they pulled up to the theater. Oh, wow. With you in them sweatpants. And yeah. what they do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they did? What happened? The movie let out. And when the movie went out, they spotted Dillinger, right? In his sweatpants. In, in his sweatpants. And Dillinger spotted them. But he had a pistol in his sweatpants. But he runs into the alley and boom! Got shot by 12. Golly. Mm. Yeah. Here's the kicker. Some say Dillinger wasn't at the theater. Instead, the woman brought a lookalike and Dillinger is still alive to this day. Say, that would be so player and a plot twist if like they work together. Because I heard that story before. And it's just like, he was cool with that lady, man. And Dillinger was getting money, too. So, like, why money? would you turn him in? When we could have been getting money together. When he could have just been giving you some bread. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know but what the- it would be ideal if they ran a plot to where they put a lookalike for whatever reason. But then it's like, how you set somebody else to go as you? But, you know, the doggone Alley is still there to this day, right? Because mm-hmm. Alleys don't go nowhere. Alleys don't go nowhere. <laughs> they don't go nowhere. People claim that they still seen the spirit, specifically... During renovations in the 1970s, like they said, like they saw a bluish male ghostly figure running down the alleyway that stumbles and falls and then disappears. You know what? Does it, does it sound like John Dillinger to you? <laughs> Say, listen, man, it might be, but that's interesting. That makes me want to go there. Like, since we've been to the jail, we need to go to the place that he was shot and the place that he died. I feel like those are the two places that probably exude the most Dillinger energy. I would agree. I would agree. But I say we go ahead and jump into this interview, though, and get more context on the legend itself. I'm talking about with Sheree and Trent, the hosts of Nightmare on Fear Street. But first, let us go ahead and take a little break it break. Break it on down, break it on down. All right, everybody, we have Sheree and Trent here from the podcast A Nightmare on Fear Street. <laughs> Thanks for coming today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, tell us more about y'all's podcast, man. Break the podcast down real quick for us. 
Awesome. So we were in the first year of the pandemic and we were like, what if instead of us drinking and talking about movies without recording it, what would he did it on a podcast? And it just sort of took off. Like we have followers in countries and regions I never heard about, but I want to go to. We found like a really cool podcast horror family on Twitter. And we're all sort of doing the same thing, which is looking at horror movies, intersectionalities. And yeah, it's been fun. So essentially on the podcast each week, we take a movie and we, Sheree and I each, uh, and sometimes we have a guest, will dissect that film through different intersectionality lenses and different perspectives like that. So let me ask you this. What's a recent revelation you've you've had with one of the reviews that you've done? I found out, and this is blasphemous in the horror community, <laughs> but I found out I am not the biggest fan of the Evil Dead franchise. Okay. Um, I can never say that on the streets. I can say that here. <laughs> this is a safe place. Safe, safe place. place. It's a cult following going yeah, on. Yeah, man. Yeah, and similar to Sheree, I figured out that I am not, well, I think I knew it already, but uh, I've become more vocal on not being a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. That's okay. fair. Ooh. Nor do I like really anything Toby Hooper has directed. <laughs> so, okay, okay. So we we have the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre type movies. What about Paranormal? Do you guys believe in ghosts? I absolutely do. I have never myself had an interaction. I feel like they the ghosts know that I am terrified of ghosts and supernatural things. They're <laughs> right. like, we'll just leave him be. <laughs> right. he can, He's scared well, enough. Yeah, uh, that's funny. He's all right. But yeah, I, I totally believe in them. But I, yeah, I, they terrify me. That's why I can't, like, anytime we cover a ghost movie on the podcast, I have to, like, watch it during the daytime and like, <laughs> supplement it with like some comedies here and there, but like the paranormal activity series, any kind of demon stuff. Ooh, it gets me. What about you, Shuri? I definitely believe in it just because I was raised in two houses that definitely had some weird stuff happening. Oh, and wow. also just being in the family, you hear the stories like, my mother like tells a story about how I knew who her grandmother was from a picture, even though the woman died before I was born. Mm. But I would like point it and just be like, that's Big Mama, which why would a one-year-old know who Big Mama was? Right. right. <laughs> um, and so there's definitely stuff I don't know how to explain, and I just try and like stay out of its way. So where where are you from? Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. You too, Trent? What about yourself? I'm actually from uh, Central Arkansas, a little town called Conway. Uh, but Sheree and I met during undergrad in Missouri. So Nice. So this episode, we're talking about the connection to Victory Gardens Theater in Chicago. So I just recently found out about Victory Gardens Theater, and I'm from the Chicago area, so it was really wild. I was like, oh, wow, didn't never heard of it. But um, so, like, I hear you guys have a connection to Victory Gardens Theater. Yes, I worked there for almost a year because we were theater kids. And after I got my MFA, I was like, I'm going to Chicago. That's a theater town. Mm -hmm. And I I thought Victory Gardens is where I wanted to be. And then I got in there. I was like, no. (laughs) 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 Hard pass. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, they have like part of the history and like your initial stuff when they're giving you the tour. They're just like, by the way, ghost tours happen here. Here's the history of the building. And I'm like, oh, no. What kind of energy did y'all feel there? There was definitely something that did not want us there. I was from the house. I'd have to lock up some nights and I never liked doing it alone because something did not want us in the building. My boss thought it was more of a childish playful energy. I never got that. I got something that was like, this is my house. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Very territorial. 
Yeah. Very territorial, especially like in the back offices, because it's it's a weirdly deceiving place because like you got to go up some stairs and you have like this like weird little area with offices and everything. The temperatures are always weird. <laughs> the vibe is off and you're up there at like 11 p.m. by yourself with a key ring. And you're like, this is not this is not <laughs> key key ring. this is every horror movie right here. This is how it's right. this, this is right. how it's going to happen. Yep. This is how I end. <laughs> so I went and visited Sheree at one point and um we went to, I went to see a show at, at that theater, and I'm glad that Sheree did not tell me beforehand about this <laughs> ghost, because y'all know I would have been like, uh, I'm not even paying attention to right. what's happening on stage. I would have been like, uh, <laughs> I don't have enough alcohol for this. Right. No. <laughs> I mean, so tell me, what do you recall your scariest moment there? I definitely had heard some things, especially like there's this office with a door that leads to the roof. Um, and it's where like the admin staff used to like have their offices and there was always something there because again, you would go up there usually by yourself because the person who's locking up with you was like at the front desk hiding. <laughs> and so you'd go up there and you would just, you would have like the weird, it's hard to explain. It's just like an oppressive feeling when you walk into a space and you know that you should not be there. You should not be doing the things you're doing in this space. You need to get your life together, look at your life choices. <laughs> and sometimes you can hear things. And I I used to be really good about being like, no, that's I can explain that away. That was something that failed. But like, why did that thing fall? Right. Uh, why is the elevator doing the things? Nobody else is in the building but me right now. Right. And so like. We're good at lying ourselves to a point, I think. So everyone that knows me knows I'm fascinated with like the old time gangster era. So from Bonnie and Clyde to Ma Barker to John Dillinger. So this theater, is this is the theater that John Dillinger was killed at, right? Correct. Supposedly. Like, supposedly. supposedly. Why is it a supposedly there? Well, because there's rumor that's where the spirit supposedly comes from, right? But there's also rumors that he found out or something that he found out that he was going to be caught and so he set somebody up to be killed in his that looked stead. like him the death double if y'all were given the opportunity would you go back to the theater no <laughs> <laughs> no i again i lasted nine months and i think that it was because you can lie to yourself for so long but after right. a while you're like this does not want me here. <laughs> and how long am I going to keep playing with it? Because I'm testing its patience and I, I don't feel safe. And so I definitely would not go back to work there. Like in the daylight for like free food and beverages. Yes, that was me. <laughs> hey, listen, for the perks. I can see why y'all friends. Yeah. Both of y'all done brought up drinks <laughs> and having a good time. I'm sensing a trend here. Right. <laughs> As I said earlier, I am terrified of the supernatural of ghosts. But for some reason, I continually put myself in situations <laughs> where it could happen. Like, I've stayed at haunted hotels before. Nothing happened, thank God. But I did, like, sleep with all the lights on and the That's TV right. going. And I was like, mm -mm. And so, yeah, I would probably go back just because I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> okay. Sure. Right. Question, though. Has anything ever happened to you outside of the theater? Like, do you feel like you were, may have brought something from the theater or just had something outside of the theater just affect you? Since I left Chicago, because I definitely moved after that happened, I felt better in this new apartment. But like my first couple afterwards, there was definitely some weird energies. And again, I don't know if those are just those apartments I lived in or if it was me carrying that from Victory Garden. Right. Because I, I don't know what that energy was. I, I, I've heard like stories from other people who said they saw a woman in a dress who was supposed to be the one who like snitched on her partner and when the FBI was looking for him. Um, <laughs> and I've... 
And I've heard my boss talk about like the childish energy and the giggles that she heard, but like I myself don't know what was there. I also don't know if it was connecting with something else that I might've brought in because again, like I've had 200 houses in my history already that I lived in as a kid. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I don't think I'm more sensitive than anybody else. Not, not to cut you off, but you said that you've lived in 200 houses when you were a child. Do you feel like that was coincidental? Or do you feel like maybe something was following you? Part of me thinks it was my mother. I think she has something connected to her. uh, Mm. Because once I moved out of our last house, I was good for a minute. And once I started getting rid of stuff that I took from that house, Mm. I got better. And my sister and I, we we talk about the stuff that happened specifically in the last house because she was a little bit older. So she was retaining more stuff. But, like, I definitely remember seeing, like, shadows and hearing footsteps. And also, I never slept as a kid, so I'd be up by myself with whatever it was. Oh, wow. And I, I did not like it. I think it's part of the reason I couldn't sleep, <laughs> because I saw too much late at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I would just go and go and go and then nap in the daytime, because we were homeschooled. So, like, who's checking? So I do think that it was her in those houses. It was her that you thought had something connected to her. I think she's got something connected to her. Because even in her new house, I visited her last year because of family emergency. And I never set foot in that house. But, like, it felt weird. (laughs) It felt off. Like, I'm not still since I moved out of her house many, many years ago. And so I think it might be something that's with her. And that scares me because she's 70. And so you don't want her to be in there fighting demons by herself. Hey, guys, this has been amazing. Thank you, too, for coming through and kicking it with us. Tell everybody where they can go follow you guys. You can find us at Nightmare Fierce on Twitter, A Nightmare on Fear Street on Instagram, and we are everywhere you hear podcasts at under A Nightmare on Fear Street. And one more thing. I don't think we asked you this before we go. I just want to know, what's your favorite scary movie, each one of you? Oh, you go first, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, fairly basic, but uh, Scream, hands down, my favorite scary movie of all time. That's the, you never really hear people say Scream no. as their favorite uh, scary movie. That's dope. I They're like lying. <laughs> right. That's the easy way out. Right. They don't want to say scream. They're like, no, not me. They're like, I know. I know your life. I think today, in, at this hour, my favorite movie is probably The Thing, the John Carpenter version. Mm. But okay. it changes every five minutes. Okay. 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 Yeah. Interesting. I mean, being in like the Arctic and having some kind of like, like alien type thing, like shape-shifting in other people. That is kind of creepy. I remember being stressed for Keith David the whole time I saw it the first time as a kid. And then at the end, I'm like, technically, he's still alive, but also for how much longer? And is he the alien? Because again. (laughs) So many questions. So yeah, Yeah. but they got to check y'all out, man. Thank you guys so very much for popping up and pulling up to us with the Urban (laughs) Legends with the Ghost Brothers. Yes, thank y'all. Thank y'all for having us. Absolutely. Hey, man, that's crazy, bro. I couldn't imagine ever living in multiple haunted houses growing up. Oh, absolutely not. Not multiple. Maybe give me one, but I feel like even still, we're going to have to move by the time I reach my teenage years. I feel it has to have some type of, like, outside effect. (laughs) Like, you have to. Or maybe you become accustomed to it. Maybe it's like living in the projects. Okay, I can ask you a real question. Yep. Because you a hustler. Yep. So if you knew your house was haunted, would you charge people every year, like during Halloween, to do a walkthrough? Just during Halloween? Boy, listen, I try to figure out a way <laughs> to charge people year-round in that thing. Bro, I wouldn't even stay there. I'd okay. be renting it out. All right. Fellas, it's about that time to play a little game. You guys down? Mm-hmm. I'm really ready. 
ready for warfare. Okay, okay. I'm going to test you guys' scary movie expertise, okay? Okay. You ready? Ready. Okay, all right, here we go, here we go. What's the name of the summer camp where the Friday the 13th movies take place? The summer camp is called... um, Damn. Salute your shorts. No, oh. that used to be my show. Camp uh, on on a pia. No, Cap. Uh, see, this is why. <laughs> this is why. Shut up. Shady Lake. No. What you got, Juwan? I have no idea. Misty Lake. It's, it's a, a lake. lake. It's a lake. It's a lake. But it's Crystal Lake. Crystal, crystal lake. lake. Crystal Lake. Did I say Grass. Misty? You said Misty. You I said Shady. I Shady Lake. Crystal. I don't know where you was coming from. Hey, listen. I knew it was some lake. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right, you guys ready for this one? Maybe you can get this one. We ready. In the movie The Ring, how long do people have to live once they watch the infamous videotape? 24 hours. 24 hours? You get 24 hours of Leah. I didn't say your blockbuster (laughs) (laughs) rental. I oh said, my bad. Okay, you're right. It's seven it's, days. It's three days. Okay. You said three days? What? I said three days. Okay. It's a week. Days. It's seven days. It's seven. Ooh, it's seven. It's seven. Okay. Because you gotta get time for the movie to develop. Yeah, you gotta let the plot move. Oh my goodness. Because <laughs> you know. Oh my goodness. All right, here we go. Here we go. Okay, okay. Last one. Which one of the following movies was not based on a Stephen King book? Misery? Pet Cemetery mm. or Creep? I'm gonna go with Creep. I gotta go with Creep. So I creep. Yeah, yeah. just creeping creep on, on the down low. All right, good job. Guys. Shout out to TLC. We love shout, y'all. Shout out. All right, y'all know what time it is. Joanne, what time is it? It's time for a listener submission. And y'all know there is nothing we love more than hearing from you guys. So please send those stories in. This one comes from Jennifer in Oklahoma. Or I like to call it Texas's hat. It do kind of shape like a hat, though. So it's Texas's beanie. Oh, it has a it has a brim though. Listen, man, it's a beanie. So the story is the main time that I've encountered seeing something. I was in my apartment, I lived with my mom, and I was watching my baby nephew. And we had just finished dinner, my mom was cleaning up, and me and my baby nephew were in the living room watching TV. And I went to say something to my mom. I was sitting on the floor, so I kind of like scooted around. And as I scooted around, I saw the back of someone walking down the hallway. So I was like, oh, okay, well, she probably went to her room you know, whatever. So I stayed facing the hallway and about five seconds later, I heard our refrigerator door close. And I was like, what? (laughs) And so I was like, okay. And probably about five seconds after that, my mom comes walking out of the kitchen and into the dining room. So I just froze and I must've had a weird look on my face because my mom looked at me and she said, what? And the only thing I could think of to say was, go see if someone is in the back. And she just looked at me and I said, go see if there's someone in the bedrooms. And my mom, being a badass, <laughs> she took off and went to the bedroom and checked. And she came back. She's like, there's nobody back there. And I said, I swear I saw somebody walk down the hallway. And she said, well, yeah, I see them sometimes. And I just 
must have got that same look on my face. And she said, what? And I said, you see these like shadow people basically? And she goes, oh yeah. And I said, you know, you didn't even think to maybe tell me (laughs) about this. And she goes, oh, well, yeah, like I'll be in the kitchen and, you know, I'll see somebody pass by down the hallway and I'm thinking it's you and I go to look for you and you're nobody's here. And I was like, okay. And she said, but, you know, I just tell them, you know, I see you. I said, wait, you talk to them? She's like, yeah, I just tell them, you know, I see you. And of course, after that day, I had to go hunt down an elder for some sage. And she taught me like the proper way to sage a place. And basically, she said that, you know, you can say a prayer as you go clockwise through the building or you can say you know whatever you want to say so basically I told him I said if you're good you don't mean us any harm you can stay but just don't let me see you and that was oh my gosh maybe like seven or eight years ago and I have not had any issues since so I guess they listened to me Okay, there's a lot there. There's a, definitely a lot to impact. First and foremost, I feel like we might need to call CPS. I know she's grown, but her but mother definitely does not have her best interest at, at her. At all, because I was really curious as like why her mother would be withholding that information for her for so long. Right, man. I'm truthful with my daughter, bro. You tell her that bro, I tell you her saw everything. a shadow figure. I tell you her tell everything. Her? That's good. Everything. She's like my little best friend. Because I couldn't imagine her seeing something in our house and then not telling me. It's her trying to deal with that on her own. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be, I be feeling like that's when kids be having these imaginary friends, man. You know, like, they had this, uh, it was a post on uh, Twitter, and it was just like a thread of parents talking about how their kids have talked about eerie things and said they've, like, seen eerie things. And, like, <laughs> a kid drew a picture, and it was, like, of the family. And there was, like, an extra person in the photo. And the mom was like, who is this? And... Like, she was like, this is such and such. And the mom was like, she was weirded out because, like, they had, like, had a miscarriage. And, like, the baby didn't know about this other person. But, like, for some reason, the kid that drew the picture had this premonition. Like, there's so many stories about that online. I just feel like kids are really connected to the to the afterlife on a different level. You, uh, yo, do you feel like you are good with Sage? Like, remember how in this listener, she was like, yeah, I just you had to do somebody. do it the right way? Me. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you always want to do it the right way. Yeah. You remember we used to sage on Haunted House guests? Yeah. You got to, bro. Literally, every time I come in the house from our events, bro, anything that we do like that, I have to. I sage myself. Mm-hmm. I start at the top of my head, and I go all the way down in a circle to my feet. Mm-hmm. Then I go to every door frame mm-hmm. in the house. And you don't want to transfer that energy in there. Um, and just knowing that it can is like half the battle. So we just got to protect that space and clear that energy. For real. Well... We appreciate you, Jenna. Is that her name? No, her name was Jennifer. I apologize. Oh, you got her giving love names. Love names. names. I shortened it. My bad, sweetheart. Oh, y'all must got history. <laughs> yeah, we, we, my bad, sweetheart. My mama named Jennifer. Almost, I call her Jenna. <laughs> almost told our little secret to the world. My bad, sweetheart. But go ahead and hold it down to Oklahoma. And uh, much love to you. That's all we have for you guys. And remember to send your stories into ghostbrotherspodcast.com. That is ghostbrotherspodcast.com. We love hearing from you guys. I mean, but that's all for now. But I guess we'll see you next time. Man, appreciate y'all listening. Peace, love, and paranormal from the Paranormal Poppy. Thank you.
and you know you can't get out of here without hearing the mischievous voice the <laughs> sensual <laughs> sound of the man with the master plan the myth I am he he is me the legend Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers is produced by Neon Hum Media for Discovery Plus you can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts and we'd love it if you could take a second to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts for Discovery Plus our executive producers are Michael DeSalvo and Ali Reed. At Neon Hum, our executive producer is Shara Morris. Our lead producer is Cheris Satchel. Our associate producers are Navani Otero and Ann Lim. Our production manager is Samantha Allison. Music by Asha Ivanovich. Concept by Odelia Rubin and Shara Morris. Our engineers are Hans Del Shee, Max Unruh, and Lila Williams.